Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series called God Is. Today's sermon is entitled God Is, Where We Turn When We're Frustrated, Part 3. We had any more stuff we wanted to share with you how we can turn to God when we're frustrated and where He is when we do get frustrated in this crazy life that we live. So today, sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast starting right now. Y'all ready to dive into this today? I know I am. For the third week, <laughs> this time it's part three of God is where to turn when you're frustrated. Where to turn when you're frustrated. For the last two weeks, uh, we've uh, we've added each week to this. And I, I, man, every week I've been going deep into it. And, and I, I thought we were going to finish it last week. And man, we got about uh, halfway through the second part of it. And I, I told Fernando at the church, hey man, I said, listen, next week, I said, we're just going gonna to do part three of it. <laughs> he goes, really? I'm like, yeah. I said, there's such a lot of stuff in here. Because I don't know about you guys, but man, life can be frustrating. Life can be frustrating. You know, everybody frustrated in this life? Anybody? Me? I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> it can be little things that we get frustrated about. We wake up in the morning, maybe we're a little bit late. Maybe our alarm clock didn't go off. I've had this happen a few times, and uh, usually my, my alarm clock, I have it set to where it'll go off at a certain time, and uh, if I hit the snooze button, it'll go off five or ten minutes after that. I can kind of finagle it, but I think it's ten minutes. And this will go on for an eternity until I cut it off. And so uh, I have it set up that way because I don't want to miss an alarm. And so I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I set my alarm, I set me a, a backup alarm. Anybody set up a backup alarm? <laughs> or am I the only one? So, so for me, if I know I have to be, so you got three of them, man, that's cool. Hey, that, I call that the emergency to the backup. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you go off it, you're up. Hey, I'm glad some of you can do it. Sometimes I can't, like this morning it went off. I was like, oh, man, I got to get up. I got to hurry because if I hit the snooze button, I wouldn't be here right now. I mean, I, I was tired. I mean, I was beat. And so, but, but it's frustrating when you have technology set up and, and you have these things and you're expecting them to work right. There's been times where uh, I've had my alarm clock set, so I had to be at work at one of my jobs. I have to be there. I can clock in between 6.38 and 6.45. At 6.46, I'm late. <laughs> and so I set my alarm clock for 5 and 5.30. I set them for 5 and 5.30. Tasha says, normally I get up at 5.50. <laughs> you need like two minutes to get dressed and head out the door. So uh, she's like, you just keep hitting snooze and snooze, but it goes in for eternity. But for me, I, I, I like to set my alarm clock at least an hour before I'm supposed to be somewhere. And there's been times where I'm expecting it to go off. And apparently it went off and I've grabbed my phone and I snuggled with it in bed and I knocked the alarm off. Something happened and I woke up and it's daylight. If I wake up and the sun's shining through the blinds, I'm late for work. I don't know about you guys, but at this point, I'm running behind. It's not good. It's frustrating. Little things in life are frustrating. You know, that's just frustrating when I'm on Facebook or I'm on uh, TikTok and I'm trying to look at uh, pictures or a video or a TikTok and, and they get the going through there and they give me the circle of death. And what that means is, is the little circle goes, it's loading. It's loading and it never loads. It's frustrating. 
Some of you guys post some really cool stuff on Facebook and the old TikTok. And, man, I like watching your things and seeing what posts and pictures you put up because I can get an idea. So I'm like, man, I could do that. <laughs> you post food on there. I'm like, man, I could cook that. <laughs> you go to the beach. I'm like, ooh, maybe I need to go to the beach and work on my tan a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I love seeing this thing. But when I see that circle of death, man, it gets aggravating. It's frustrating. Watching a YouTube video and I, I'm, I'm excited. They got the new Elevation Worship song on there and I'm pumped up. I'm ready to watch it and I click on it and all of a sudden it starts buffering. It's buffering. I'm It's frustrating. Star Wars done released the new Obi-Wan series and I'm pumped up and I was excited to watch it. If y'all ain't seen it, you need to bet Disney Plus and watch it, and then you can cancel your subscription after that. But listen, <laughs> I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but, but there were six episodes in it, and I was pumped. Every week it popped up, I was excited. But that last one that come up there, I went to hit play, and it just circled and circled and circled, and it finally popped up. Era. Here, I was mad. So I went and unplugged my internet and madly shoved it back in there. I'm like, you dumb spectro, I can't stand you. I want you to work when I need you to work. Frustrating. Frustrating. You know what else is frustrating? You know what else is frustrating? When we come to church and we're expecting perfect people. And we're expecting us to have this perfect walk in life. I don't know who lied to us at a long time ago that said church is full of perfect people. They lied big time. They lied to me. They lied to y'all. They lied to everybody. Here at Medit Church, we are a church of unperfect people that come together and let God restore the brokenness in our life. And it's what makes us all unique is, is when we stumble and we fall, God's there to pick us up. And I know it gets frustrating at times when we see people, man, they're being blessed. Man, they got a new car. They got a new promotion at work. Man, they got this. They got that. They're going to the beach. They're going to the mountains. Man, they don't seem like they're struggling with their finances. Man, they got it going on. And I'm over here, and I'm barely making it. I'm barely doing good to put money in the bank. You know, when I get my paycheck, I know my house payment's getting ready to come. My rent payment's getting ready to come. The power bill's getting ready to come out. It's frustrating. And I see these people that are blessed, but, but me, I'm, I'm giving them my time. I'm serving in the church. I'm, I'm giving my tithes, and, and I'm doing all this, but I'm struggling. And it's frustrating. And, you know, we talked about the lady who heard that Jesus was coming to town. And when she seen Jesus, she made her way to him. And she, Jesus was in the crowd, and, and this lady had been bleeding for several months and years. And, and she said that if I could just get to Jesus and let him touch me. If I could just get to him and tell him what's going on in my life. And so she got to him. Of course, she pushed through the crowd. She touched the very hem of his garment. And then Jesus says, who? Hey, who touched me? And she began to tell her story and, and tell her what happened and all this good stuff. And Jesus like, hey, because of your faithfulness, you're healed. Go in peace. <coughs> and so the beginning of the story and beginning of the part of this, the man went to Jesus and like, hey, my daughter is sick. She's dying at my house. Will you come? Will you come to my house? And then Jesus stopped on the way to touch this lady and speak to this lady and bless her life on the way to touch the daughter. And so what happens is in our life is sometimes God has to stop to touch somebody else before he can get to us. And so don't count it as a bad thing. Sometimes it looks frustrating. Sometimes you're like, God, what's the dealio? What's happening? Why do they, are they seem like they're more important than I am? 
Sometimes I, I feel me question God myself. God, why are they having this? And why are they seem like they're more blessed now? What did I do? God, I've done everything you've asked me to do. It's frustrating. Frustrating. So we're to turn when you're frustrated. We're to turn when you're frustrated. We turn to God. And what I love about God is it tells us in Malachi 3 and 6, I am the Lord, do not change. I do not change. And that's great about God because he loves us unconditionally. Even when we mess up, when we run from God, and we run in the total opposite direction of what God's called us to do, he still loves us. You know, I share with you guys throughout this series and in the last few weeks, especially talking about being frustrated. When God called me, I was like, uh-uh, there ain't no way I'm doing this. There's no way I'm going into ministry. There's no, uh, no God, you're crazy. It ain't going to happen. <clears throat> but God never changed. He never changed his mind about me. He never changed his mind about his plan for me and my life. God's plan and mine never changes about us. Now, we ourselves can change those plans that God has for us. We talked about this last night while sitting at work, and we, we call the kitchen table where we solve all the world's problems. So we're sitting there and we're talking, and we, we were talking about some different things, and we, and we talked about that God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. But we ourselves have a decision whether we want to follow that plan or go the other way. Look at Jonah as an example. When Jonah, when God said, uh, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh, he's like, uh-uh, ain't going to happen. He run the other way, and God got his attention by getting him swallowed by a big fish, as the Bible says. We assume it was a whale. And then he spit him up on the, the island. He gave him a second chance. Thank God for those second chances, those third chances, those fourth chances, those thousand chances. And when I tell you guys, when we say the prayer at the end of the day, if you made a decision for Christ, whether it's the first time or the hundredth time or the thousandth time, let us know because we want to celebrate with you, first of all. But God still loves us. He's the one we turn to. We're frustrated. What I love about Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. Pastor Mike, you've been telling us for two weeks, this makes the third week now, that Jesus is the same as he was yesterday, today, as he'll be forever. You're repeating what you just said over and over and over for the last two weeks. Give me some new information. I'm going to in just a minute. But I want you guys to know and reassure you that Jesus is the same as he was yesterday, today, as he'll be forever. When, he, when you make a mistake again and you stumble and fall, he's there. He still loves you. He still loves you. Whew. I'm excited about this. <laughs> Numbers 23 and 19, it says, God is not a man. He does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. And I've shared this a couple times. I shared it on Facebook. And sometimes I share my thoughts on there because they're very good thoughts, in my opinion, anyway. We can sit here all day long and try to justify the sins in our life, but does it make it acceptable or right? We can sit back and we can say, hey, well, I did this because Sally Sue, she made me mad. She ticked me off, so she deserved what she got. I deserve to be doing the sin that I'm doing because the wrong that she's done. Just because somebody's done you wrong doesn't mean you got to retaliate. It doesn't make it right. And see, and see, sin is sin. And I want you guys to know something. The wages of sin is death, and death is hell, and I don't want anybody to go to hell. And, and, and what I want you to know is, is when we sin, whether it's a little white lie or if you kill somebody, in God's eyes, sin is sin. 
You mean, Pastor Michael, you mean if I tell a little white lie, a little tiny lie, that's the same thing as murder. In God's eyes, yes. Now, us humans, we know just about as good as we all know. I, well, <laughs> Bill over here, he done murdered somebody. He done took somebody out. That's not as bad as me telling somebody I, I didn't take that bag of chips from the store. <laughs> now I done stole and lied about it. But that's humanness. That's the human side of us saying, hey, well, their, their sin is a lot worse than this sin. But all sin is sin, and the wages of sin is death. And see, God doesn't change his mind on things either. God's not going to say, well, you know what? It's 2022. <laughs> uh, that's acceptable today. No, sin is sin, and the wages of sin is death, and death is hell. And then we talked about Moses a little bit. I love Moses because Moses reminds me a lot about myself. God, I don't feel like I'm qualified to stand up and do this. And maybe you feel like that today. Maybe God's calling you to do something. And you're like, man, I'm not qualified. And we're going to do a series on unqualified. Just give me some time when I, when I get it all together. We're going to do unqualified because I was the most unqualified person. Still the most unqualified person to do it, but I'm doing what God's called me to do because he qualifies the call. But God doesn't change his mind. God doesn't change his mind. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Trying to, trying to play catch up here. But Moses, Moses, he's, he, he told him to stand up to, to Pharaoh and to tell him to let his people go. And, and the people were complaining. They got upset. They were frustrated because, you know, Moses come over there and he stood up and, and God sent all these plagues to, the, you know, to get Pharaoh's attention. Like, hey, man, you need to wake up because I'm telling you to let my people go and I need you to do it and you're not doing it. And <laughs> Moses was a vessel. And so he finally let them go, and, and then the, the army was coming after them, and the people got to the Red Sea or to the sea there, and, 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 and they were like, Moses, why did you bring us out here to die? Why did God let us get out of freedom? Why did he save us from over here and put us here where we're going to die? We would have been better off dying over there. They were frustrated. Sometimes when we're in this walk and we're going through this life, God's going to pull us out of a situation, but through the situation and through the path that we go on, we may we may experience trials and tribulations. And God may test us along the way and see if we're really dependent on and trusting Him. Because, because what ended up happening is yes, they got to the Red Sea and they started getting frustrated and say, Moses, now they're getting frustrated at Moses and frustrated at God. Well, God, you you freed us from here, now you put us in another predicament. Sometimes God's got to stop along the way to touch somebody else. And sometimes he's got, to, he's got to reveal himself to us and show that he is God. And us to trust in him and not our own, and not our own understanding. In James 4 and 2, it says you do not have because you do not ask God. Oftentimes in this life, we pray about things or we don't pray about things. Because our human self tells us, hey, it's never going to happen anyway. But I want you to know that's the enemy getting in your mind saying, hey, this is never going to happen in your life. These things ain't going to come to pass. You don't need to pray about these things because it ain't never going to happen anyway. I'm going to encourage you to pray anyway. You don't have that promotion because you didn't pray about it. You didn't get that new car because you didn't pray about it. And I got a friend, man, he's, he's, he's like super Bible guy, <laughs> loving to death. He said, you don't speak things into existence. He said, if you speak life, those, those things will come out and come true. 
But when you speak death and you speak negativity, things won't come to pass. And the same way with this, when we're praying about things and we're seeking after God, we don't have because we don't ask. Well, Pastor Michael, I've been praying for my granny. She got sick, and she's, man, she's, she's over here, and she's dying. I prayed and prayed and prayed, and I was seeking after God. I was asking God to touch her, and I was asking, and she died anyway. God don't love me. God hates me. Maybe God healed her in the way that was susceptible to him, not to us. That God's will will be done, not ours. See, sometimes God reveals the healing, but it's not on this earth. It may be in heaven. So, yes, it's frustrating. Believe me. Believe me. I know what it's like to lose a grandparent. I don't know what it's like to lose a parent, but my grandparents were very close and played a big part in my life and a big part in my ministry. And, 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 and so it was tough. And I prayed and I prayed and I seeked after God. And I was just good going to church guy and I was involved. I was, I mean, I was doing everything. We were the first ones there, the last ones to leave. We were involved. And I was praying to God, God, I want you to touch her, heal her body. She's not done on this earth. And God said, hey, I'm taking her home. And I got frustrated at God. I'm like, God, are you kidding me? What the, what's, what's up? What's the deal? You know what I mean? What's up? What's up with this? Why are you, you going to let her pass on? I didn't feel like she was done. Michael didn't feel like she was done. But God said, her, well done, my good and faithful servant. See, God knows best for our life because God has a plan. We may not understand it. And we may not understand why God does what he does. But God is a loving God. And he's the same yesterday as he is today as he'll be forever. Ooh. Let's get down to the new part here. All right, all right, all right. I think I told you yes. It's like the purpose of prayer isn't to get God to do our will. When we pray, it isn't to get God to do our will. But God, God, I really, I want you to touch my grandma. God, I really want you to touch my grandpa. God, I really want you to let me win that $770 million that it's up to now. Y'all can laugh. It's okay, Trina. You know what I mean? You know, but but man, but, I mean, pray. But I mean, God, I need you. God knows I don't need that kind of money. But 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 I pray when I pray about things. God, don't let my will be done. But God, let Your will be done. That's the purpose of our prayers to know that God will do His will in our life. Well, I prayed for my grandma, and I prayed for my grandpa, and I prayed for my loved ones, and I prayed over people when they were sick, and I was at the hospital. And I was praying that God would touch their bodies, but it wasn't in my will. It was God's will for them to go on. Why does God allow things to happen in our lives? I don't know. Why do bad things happen to good people? I don't know. But God has a rhyme and a reason why he does everything. And I can tell you this, when bad things happen to you, to you in your life, good things are fixing to happen. You have a story and a story worth telling. So the purpose of prayer isn't to get God to do our will. The purpose of prayer is to know God so he can do his will. When we pray, pray that God will give you a better understanding of him in this, in this walk of life. Prayers remind, prayers remind us that, we, that we're not in control and he keeps us close to the one who is. When we pray, it's a direct line to God. It's funny because oftentimes, you know, most people know that I'm a preacher and I have a church in Cool Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, and it's called Medit Church, and uh, we'll be somewhere and we'll be getting ready to eat lunch or something, and they'll be like, "Hey, preacher man, can you can you pray? Can you can you can you pray for over the meal? You have a direct line to God. You have a direct connection with Him." I'm like, "Man, you got the same connection I got. The only difference between me and you is I got a fancy title. That's it. You know what I mean?" Doctor of Theology, that's what they tell me. But you know what I mean? Yeah, but 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 when when we pray, it's like having a direct line to God. At the hospitals, I don't know if you guys ever know this, there's red phones in a lot of places. 
There's red phones or hardwired phones that are there for emergencies. The power goes out. Things happen in this world that we can't control. Those are emergency backup phones. Red phones. We call them red phones. So there's red phones or a direct connection in the event of an emergency. It's just like our prayers. We're just like that red phone. We can pick it up. It goes right to God. Well, Pastor Michael, I'm frustrated because I don't feel like God hears my prayers. Me too. I probably pray 100 times a day. Seems like. I have a lot of time sitting in front of an ambulance driving around different places. I don't have music on a lot of times. I'm sitting there. The nurses are in the back taking care of the patient. I'm driving on point A to point B. I have a lot of time to pray. And sometimes I've had to yell at God. Not an ambulance, by the way. I've been on my way home and I've had to yell at God. God, do you even hear me praying? It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Keep praying anyway because the prayers remind us that we're not in control. But God's in control. And he's the one that, know, that, that, he's the one that knows what's going on in our lives. He's the one that's controlling everything. And it's just like that phone. I can pick it up anytime and knowing that he hears my prayer. Guys, he hears your prayers. He may not answer the prayers in the one the way we need it. When we think he should, God's an on-time God. He answers the prayers when he, he needs us to be on the right time. Because there's been times in my life where if things would have happened sooner than they did that I've been praying about, things wouldn't have lined up for our future. And so I thank God for those things that we had to go through, those trials. It, sometimes it gets shaken. Sometimes it's, it's aggravating and it gets frustrating. Believe me, I get it. Keep praying. Keep seeking after God. So number one, if you're taking notes, God will never change. God's never going to change. It says this in Isaiah 40 and 8. It says, the grass withers and the flowers fall. The word of our God endures forever. God's love endures forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And see, it's ain't a Disney movie where they tell you happily ever after. It's forever and ever. It's, and man, it's God's, you know, when a Disney movie goes off, it's over. It's done with. And now you're waiting on the next Toy Story to come out or you're waiting on the next uh, big Pixar movie to come out. You're excited about it because you've seen the little things in there that they're promoting for their next one. Listen, those stories end. They end and then they start up with a new one. God's story never ends. His love never stops. And it's the same way in our life. He never stops loving us. And he never changes Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away, Matthew 24, 35. The things on this earth that we have, cell phones, these chairs that we're sitting in, this building, this microphone, amen, my clothes, but not right now, will pass away. Things of this earth will go away, but the words of God will never pass. When God comes back and he splits the sky and he creates the new heavens and the new earth, Man, I'm excited for that day. <laughs> I wish it was today because there's a lot of bad, crazy things happening in this world, but the word of God is never going to change. The word is fixed. It's set. It's set in stone. The words in the Bible were there. They're like concrete. It's hard and it's not going to change. It endures. It lasts forever. It's truth. It's invincible. It's not just a book. It's not the Amazon book of the week. It's not the book of the month. It's not the book of the year. But God's word is never changing. 
constantly you get on Amazon or if you go to the bookstore, they constantly have a new arrival section. New arrivals. I'm trying to write a book. It's exciting. Maybe one day I'll have that on the new arrival section. But my words will change. I have recipes that I've been taught throughout the years that constantly will change because I want to add a little bit of this. I want to try this. This might make it taste better. Our taste buds change from time to time. I may not like that. But God's word never changes. Number two, God's character never changes. Now, I don't have a lot of time. God is very, he has a lot of wisdom. God has a lot of wisdom. God's very wise. God could have killed me a long time ago, but he kept me around and had somebody laugh at. Somebody told me that in an interview one time. It's like, dude, you know you're interviewing for something? What are you doing? But, but listen, listen. He's very wise. He doesn't have to receive love to love because he is love. God sent his son Jesus down on the cross for each and every one of us because he loved us that much. John 3, 16 tells us, for God so loved, loved, he loved us that much that he sent his son. And what I like else about, about God and his mystery here is he shows us mercy forever and ever. It's everlasting. Now, we don't have to, God doesn't have to have, see our mercy to show mercy because he is mercy. And that's what I love about God is when we make a mistake, he's there to say, hey, I'm going to show you grace and mercy. Because God could have easily at the beginning said, you know what? I'm done. The creation that I made, you messed up, A.A. Ron. We're done with you. We're going to cut you off. Adam, Eve, you're done. I'm killing you off. We're going to start over. We're going to try again. Anybody ever tried something and not work out? Let me tell you what I did one time. So I don't bake. Baking's not my skill. I can cook all day long. I can grill all day long. Baking is not my thing. Tasha can bake to a T. Me, not so much. Because when you bake, you've got to follow certain ingredients and steps. Well, I decided I wanted to make a cake for my dad for his birthday. Well, I didn't know that cake batter, you can't use a blender on high. <laughs> so let me tell you what happened to this cake. So most of the time, you make a cake, you spin it up, you get everything all mixed together and all nice and pretty, and you pour it in a little pan, and it rises. Well, when you use the blender on high, uh, it adds air into it, and it makes it like a Frisbee. Uh, ask me how I know, because I tried to do this for my dad. I'm like, hey, look, I got you a cake here. Uh, it didn't turn out quite like I was expecting. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Uh, oops. <laughs> but he showed me mercy. Love and grace. But our recipe changes. Uh, what can separate us from the love of Christ? What can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall troubles or hardship or persecution or frame or uh, nakedness or danger or swords? Question mark. This is Romans 8 and 35. Let's, let's, let's look at 37 and 39. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through his love 
through him that who loves us. So we're through every hardship that we face, for everything that we may come across, the troubles we may face, the hardships we may face, the, the persecutions and the dangers and the everything else that we may come, nothing can separate us from the love of God. It tells us in Romans uh, 8 and 37, nothing, because we're more than conquerors. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor the presence nor the future nor any power, nothing, Nothing high, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm going to close with this. Listen, listen. I'm telling you guys, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Well, Pastor Michael, I've done some bad, horrible things in my life. Me too. Guess what? God still loves you. God still loved me. God sent his son, Jesus, down the cross for each and every one of us because his love endures forever. That gets me excited because I want you guys to know that God still loves us in our mistakes. I get told so many times, hey, Pastor, I would come to your church. I would come, but, but, but I know the things that I've done in my past. God cannot forgive me. God's not going to love me. Listen, come to church because God loves you anyway because God can do more in a moment than I can do in 10,000 lifetimes. My job is to give you the tools necessary to let God change you. You remember what I told you earlier when we first started? We're a church of unperfect people. We've all messed up. We've all stumbled and fallen short of the glory of God. It tells us in the Bible that we all have. But nothing can separate us from God's love. I had an argument with somebody. And I'm just going to say it, and I'll tell you guys what the argument is about. We were talking about Adolf Hitler. Done some horrible things in his life. Horrible things. Now, I'm not putting him on a pedestal, but listen to what I'm trying to say. God still loved Adolf Hitler. And, and this guy was like, hey, you mean to tell me that God will still let, let Adolf Hitler come in to heaven? I said, if Adolf Hitler went to God and truly confessed to him of his sins, God still loved him and would allow him into the gates of heaven. Because nothing can separate us. Now, Adolf Hitler done some bad things. And again, I'm not putting him on a pedestal and I'm not... Saying what he did was right. Nothing like that. Y'all, y'all hear me. Adolf Hitler's a bad dude. He's got a special place in the dark place down there. Amen. You know what I mean? But I want you to know that nothing in your life can separate you from the love of God. All you have to do is go to him. All you have to do today, tomorrow, and forever. Don't, I'm going to tell you, don't wait. Don't wait to go to God. If you make a mistake, in that very instant, you just start praying, God, forgive me. I don't encourage you to sin. I'll never encourage you to sin. And I'll never say that sin is okay. There's nothing in this world that's, that can say that it's acceptable to make a sin okay. There's nothing we can try to justify that'll say sin is okay. We can try all day long, but nothing's going to justify it. But one thing I can tell you is that God still loves you in your mistakes. We gotta quit playing around with God. We gotta quit playing around with this world. We gotta quit playing around with sin because it's gonna catch us. It's gonna catch us one day. You can leave here just very as soon as you get out here. You can leave out here and take your last breath. We're not guaranteed to take our next breath. Don't play around. I'm gonna tell y'all. God is never changing. His love never changes. It's one thing that'll always remain. His love is going to endure forever and ever. In your frustrations, you're going to get upset. You're going to get tired. You're going to feel like God doesn't love you. But I'm going to tell you, God still loves you. God's promises never change. I feel broke. I feel lost. I feel defeated. Guess what? God still loves you. And God's going to restore that brokenness in your life if you allow it. And today, I encourage you wherever you're at, 
on our online, or if you're on YouTube, you're on our podcast later on. God still loves you in your mistakes, but you need to take it to God. Don't be freely sinning now. Pastor Mike, I'm not going to tell you it's okay to freely sin. Don't be doing that. You need to live this life as you're going to take your last breath to meet the Maker. Live your life as the next moment so you can take your last and be in the presence of God. And how terrible it would be for that temporary fix, that temporary sin that you're in, that temporary emotion you're in, you to make that mistake and you take your last breath and you spend eternity in hell. There's something I want you guys to think about. And I constantly have to breathe into myself and I have to tell myself, if I take my last breath, where will I spend eternity? When somebody does me wrong and I get frustrated in this life and sometimes I really want to sin, the human side of me wants to come out because I'm human like you guys are. I don't have superpowers just because I have a, a fancy title. I had the same struggles. I had the same burdens. I had the same financial issues. I have everything you guys are facing I struggle with too. But I had to constantly remind myself if I take my last breath where I spend eternity if I sin. My dad told me a long time ago, if you do something in this life, where are you going to spend eternity? One time can kill you. One moment you can be taking, you're living up here, you can be living your best life. And the next moment you can take your last breath. Where would you spend eternity? You guys can, if you will, stand with me this morning. Let's pray. God, we want to thank you so much for this day. We want to thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us, God. God, we know sometimes it's hard. It can be, this life can be frustrating, God. God, we know that it can be hard and difficult when we see other people being blessed, God. God, we know it can be difficult to lean on you and trust in you when we don't feel like you're listening and hearing our prayers, God. But God, reassure us right now in this very moment, God, God, that you're right here with us. God, that you never change from yesterday, today, and forever, that you're never going to be any different than you are right now. God, reassure us that you still love us, God. God, if we're struggling in this life, God, God, remind us that you're there with us to lift us up. When we make mistakes, God, remind us that, that you still love us and that you're going to forgive us, God. God, when we, when we stumble and we fall, God, God, let's be there to pick us up and to wrap your loving arms around us, God. If you want to make a decision for Christ, whether it's the first time or the hundredth time, all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for sin. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins and help me when it gets hard. And when I get frustrated, remind me that you're still there with me and that you still love me. And when I stumble and I make mistakes, you're going to be there to pick me up. Help me from this day forward. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.